Well, hey, hey, what's up, everyone? Welcome back to another episode of the Amazing Seller Podcast. This is episode number 689, and today we're going to be talking about taking advantage of Prime Day 2019. We're going to talk about the action plan that you should be creating and getting ready for because, uh, well, it's coming. And uh, to to go over this, I've invited on a good friend of mine. You guys probably know who I'm talking about, Mr. Chris Schaefer. What's going on, Mr. Schaefer? Oh, not too much. Just woke up this morning to the news that uh, my storage unit was broken into Ooh. this morning. You know, it's only got like sensitive personal. No, I'm just kidding. Um, <laughs> for, for those of you guys who don't know, I'm in the process of moving right now. So I put a bunch of stuff, you know, like family keepsakes, the stuff I actually care about into a storage unit and uh, woke up to an email this morning saying that it was broken into and that I should go look at it, even though I'm, you know, several thousand miles away from where it is. So uh, that was an interesting way to start the day, but uh, we'll figure out what's going on with that later. More importantly, Scott, we're talking about what's going on with Amazon Prime Day this year, mm. how we're getting ready and how everybody else should be getting ready as well so that they can take advantage of it. And, you know, a lot of people say, hey, should I have a product ready for Prime Day? Like if I miss Prime Day, do I have to wait till the fourth quarter? Yeah. We hear the same thing in fourth quarter. It's just another day. That being said, there's a lot of great ways to take advantage of it. So we're going to dive into each and every single one of those that we think you should be taking advantage of this year as well. Yeah, absolutely. And guys, uh, let me just say that if you want to uh, grab the show notes to this episode, I've been not doing a very good job in the beginning of reminding you guys about the show notes, but I probably should because they're really good. And uh, you can find them by heading over to theamazingseller.com forward slash 689, and you can grab all that stuff over there. Uh, so go there now, grab them. No, wait. Wait, you want to wait till we actually get through this? Yeah, don't, don't do that. Now. Don't do, do that. that now. Do that later. Uh, so, uh, yeah, Chris, I mean, we're just going to jump in. But, I mean, Prime Day, like you said, is another day, right? It's a day that is a pretty big day. It's kind of like Black Friday in the summer. And that's really why Amazon, I believe, created this thing. Because it's exactly why yeah, they, they have a They have a huge spike, Black Friday. And then they, they're like, well, how can we create another Black Friday at one of the slower times of the year? Let's do a special day that deals are only available for one day, and they call it Prime Day. And uh, Chris, do you remember the exact date of the very first Prime Day? I'm going to see. Was if it 2016? I think it was. We might have to do a little Google on the fly here. I'm going to Google history of Prime Day. Yes. Uh, and uh, yes, I mean, Prime Day is a huge day for Amazon uh, people that are selling, uh, like us. And, uh, you know, you do want to be ready for this day. Now, if you're listening to this and you're like, I'm not going to have my product launched, or I'm not going to be uh, able to really get my inventory up to where it needs to be. Don't stress too much about it. Okay. I see a lot of people, they get all stressed out. Oh, I'm going to miss this opportunity or black Friday, same thing or fourth quarter. They're like, should I even start now? Because I won't have my inventory in time for fourth quarter. Listen, these are just little perks along the way. All right. What you should be thinking about is like, how can I take advantage of this one day, this one, you know, this one, uh, uh, you know, really big day, but how do I take advantage of this? But then how do I, how do I have my own little sales days throughout the year? And, and create your own little buzz or your own little uh, promotions. And that's really what you should be thinking about. But we are going to be talking about how to take advantage of this one. And it really goes well with, you know, like how you would take uh, Black Friday, for example. And you would use that as, as, a, uh, as a way to get ready and get prepared. And we're going to be talking about what we're going to be doing, but then also what you could be doing to start planning for this day. Now, we don't officially know 
the date. I actually just looked again before we got on here to see if there was anything that was like 100% concrete and there really isn't. They're saying it's going to be in the middle of uh, of July, and I believe the 15th has generally been around that time, second week, generally. I've seen someone just say, oh, they're going to mix it up this year and do it first week. I don't know. I would be ready July 1st, all right? And so depending on when you're listening to this, you know, it may have already passed, and you know what? That's okay. You know, start planning for the next one, or at least getting your, your uh, you know, your products up and running and your, your store up and running. But Chris, did you... Did you find that, that, that date? So it was, it was 2015, not 2016. Oh. I'm a liar. The other thing is um, Amazon rolled out a new feature, which may be something that we're talking about uh, as we, we get through the conversation here today, but they're calling it prime exclusive discounts. And basically what they're saying is um, you can create prime exclusive discounts for prime day through July 5th. Ah, okay. So it's going to be sometime after the 5th would be my assumption. Um, generally speaking, based on the dates they've done in the past, it's going to be either the 8th or the 15th. It should be coming out here in the next few days as of recording this. So by the time you're hearing this, it may have already been announced. Um, but it's going to fall somewhere, in my opinion, between the 8th and the 15th based on you know everything that we're seeing and, and just based on history. Um, but this is now officially the fourth year for Amazon Prime. Yeah. Today. And every year has been much bigger than the year before it in terms of everything that's happening on Amazon. Mm. Yeah, no, it's crazy. Uh, and it is, it's, it's something that just continues, continues to grow, uh, because people hear about it. More people get, get on the platform, you know, get prime, all that stuff. So, all right, let's, let's just dig in. Okay. The very first thing that we need to do and that we're doing is plan. We need to plan. Okay. Everything, not just inventory, not just marketing, but everything. Okay. So what I want to do here, Chris, is I want to talk a little bit about that planning. All right. So the very first thing I want to talk about is inventory. Okay. Now, when you are looking at, maybe you only have one product right now, maybe you have five, maybe you have 10, maybe you have a hundred, whatever it is. It doesn't mean that you're going to be taking all of your inventory and bumping it all up by 500 units or 1,000 units because you think all of those are. I personally would look at what we what we now call our hero products, our products that are higher margin, all right? So this way here, we can focus more of our efforts there. And yes, we're gonna still pick up some other sales down the line because they're in our product suite. Of course, you're always going, it's gonna level every, or it's gonna make everything rise, but we want to focus on those ones that are going to bring in the revenue or not even the revenue, the profit, not the vanity number, the, the profit. What do you want to kind of let people know about this, Chris, about inventory? So inventory is one of those things that is like the real catch 22, right? We yeah. don't want to just completely stock up for prime day because one, it is a one day event. Sure. And two, you know, we do have higher storage fees and some of those kinds of things coming around the corner, but we're also getting in for Q4. Um, I would budget 20, 30% higher than what you have on kind of a normal sales day for that week. Mm. So if, if you're selling 10 units a day, I would expect to sell, assuming you're doing some, you know, something to help push this 20 to 30% more that entire week. So that means an extra two to three units, right? If you're selling 10 a day for that entire week. So another 14 to 30 something, mm -hmm. what did I just say? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I can do math. Um, <laughs> Something like that, right? So another two to three units a day, two times seven. So I guess 14, 15 units. Mm -hmm. um, something like that to give you just kind of a baseline inventory. Now, it may explode for you. It may not. It just depends on what you're doing during Prime Day. If you have a category that is um, 
kind of the grab and go category, mm-hmm. right? Something that's an, uh, an easily digestible product. It's not something that people have to really like dive into. And the example here, just because I've gone through this as a saga recently with my father uh, and Amazon is a television, right? If you're selling a television, you're probably not going to see a, a huge boost necessarily, unless you have some massive discounting going on. But because of all of the extra traffic, Amazon drives billboards, they drive TV ads, they drive all yeah. of these things for the entire week around Prime right. Day. It's not just the 30 hours, even though there's 24 hours in a day, the 30 hours of the Prime Day sale, they do stuff the entire week to drive traffic. So traffic across the site is up, just like in Q4, right? We need to budget for those things, but don't expect like miracles, right? With, with higher end products, with some of those kinds of things. Um, but anything that people are on the fence about or were already considering, they tend to pick it up right then, right? So if you can budget 20 or 30% more for your inventory, that's usually a good place to start. Yeah. And you know, some people might be listening to this and it might be like, well, I don't have enough time to get more inventory. So my thought is, well, that's okay. Sell the inventory that you have. And, you know, if you've done some good planning as far as like, well, you're always trying to stay ahead of your inventory, then you should be okay. Uh, But in the same breath, this is an opportunity for you to also boost your ranking. Okay. If you have any products right now that you've been trying to rank and they just have not been ranking for, you know, you not being able to get enough sales through there now might be the time to drive a lot of attention. Okay. And the attention could be through, and we'll talk about this as far as the marketing aspect of it. It could be dialing in your pay-per-click a little bit more aggressively. It could be, uh, you know, email marketing a little bit more. It could be, uh, putting up a banner on your, on your uh, blog to drive people over to the sale that you're having. So right now is also a great time to start, uh, really driving sales through a listing or a product that you want to that you want to rank for. So um, just be thinking about that as well, moving into that. But inventory is a big one. If you don't have the inventory, there's not a lot you're going to be able to do, right? Uh, so just be careful uh, with uh, with the inventory that you have. Use it wisely, uh, but also don't back off just because you're like, well, well, I'm going to run out of inventory. The way I look at it is, if I run out of inventory, uh, then I sold. A lot of units because I've already allowed for um, having some excess inventory for things like this if we want to run promotions or whatever. Um, so anyway, that that's on the inventory. I also want to add to that, Scott. This is the time to run out of inventory yes. if you're going to run out of inventory for most people because the reason Prime Day is right now is because June, July, August tend to be some of the slower yeah. months of the year. Everybody's kids are out of school. They're going on vacation. They're just not looking at the things in their Amazon cart because they're not at work mm. and bored and buying mm. stuff all day. So no, I'm just kidding. Kind of. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I would be really curious to know how much Amazon stuff is bought while people are actually at their day job. Yeah. Um, that, that is curious to me, but June, July, August for most people tend to be kind of the slowest time of the year. And then kind of the middle of September is when stuff starts to ramp back up into Q4. And then, you know, we kind of level out coming into January, February, March. So we're kind of at the bottom of the year, which means for most people after Prime Day week, in terms of the Amazon ecosystem, at least, it's going to be easier to come back if you run out of inventory than it would be at just about any other time of the year because the overall volume in your category is going to be lower, Mm. right? So if you can come back with speed because you have a list, because you're willing to spend some on ads, because you're willing to do what what it takes to come back, it's easier for you to come back because you might have to sell five a day to take back over your position versus 10 or 15 or 20 a day, right? It's a lot easier to get five sales a day than it is to get 10 or 15 or 20 right. in, in, in kind of any environment, right? And if we can do that now, 
that would be the time to do yeah. it versus, you know, in December. Yeah, I, when, I think, I think also one thing that I want to make sure I'm, I'm, uh, you know, kind of letting the audience know is at this point too, really is, this is the time to make sure that you have an optimized listing, right? So make sure that you go over your listing. Now don't tweak it every day, right? Cause you want the thing to kind of get indexed. You want it to, to, you know, be sitting there ready for the sales, but this is a good opportunity that when you start pushing sales through it, you're also going to be able to increase some ranking opportunities if you have an optimized listing. So Chris, let's just walk through the optimization process to kind of do a self audit of, of a listing. Where do, where, where do we start when we're, and I'm, I'm being the audience, but let's, let's, where, where do we start when we're going to go ahead and look at our listing and we want to fully optimize it? So the very first thing we need to know is one, how many sales do we think that we can get? Right. So if, if we use the benchmark of 10 sales a day, just because it makes the math really easy, which Scott, you and I didn't really think that through when we started talking about 10 by 10 by one, but it really does make the math easy for everything else, sure. uh, <laughs> which is, which is really kind of nice. Uh, so if, if we're converting at what you and I kind of consider to be the, like the bottom line of an acceptable conversion rate in the Amazon ecosystem, we're converting somewhere around 10%, mm-hmm. right? Ideally we convert it, we're converting higher than that. But if we're converting at that bottom of the barrel, you know, acceptable, quote unquote, right. um, conversion rate, that means we need 100 people per day or 1,000 people, sorry, 3,000 people uh, a month, if I can do math, 30 times 100. If you guys have calculators, <laughs> you can do it yourself. Um, every month right. to be hitting that baseline number of 10 sales, the sales that we think we can get, right? So that means if we're not getting at least 3,000 people a month, that's the first place that we need to, to look, right? If we're getting those 3,000 people a month and we're not hitting those sales, then we have a conversion problem, right? So we either have a traffic problem or a conversion problem that we need to address. So if you want to sell 20, that means you should be getting you know, 6,000. Or if you look at your conversion rate uh, and you're converting at 20%, then you need half of that, right? So you have to kind of work those numbers out. But if we're using that 10 number, it's 3,000 people a month. So if we're getting 3,000 people a month and we're not selling 300 units a month, 10 sales a day times 30 days, then we have a conversion issue. Then we have to look at the listing and see why people aren't converting. Is it the price? Is it the images? Is it whatever? Mm -hmm. Right? So when we figure that out, then we can figure out where to go. So I don't know how deep into that rabbit hole you want to dive. Yeah, uh, I I think more importantly, I think I just want to give people... um, the things to look at for their listing. I think number one, I, I think one number one is the picture, right? Or the pictures. And we actually just got off of one of our hangouts for our, uh, for our private group um, inside of EBF and, and uh, TAS Breakthrough U. And we were talking about this because the conversions were low and we were looking at the images and we're like, well, the first thing that we would test is the images, right? You have to have the images that are going to stand out. And I don't mean that it's got to be like, uh, you know, something that's, uh, you know, that's going to be bright green or that it could, but it doesn't mean that everyone is going to have to have a bright green picture, right? It just means that you want the image to be well lit, number one, right? And also you want it to look professional. When people are going to Amazon, they're buying a brand new product. If they're going to eBay, there's a chance they're buying a used product, different mindset. So if you have a picture that looks like it was shot with an iPhone, bad lighting, it doesn't even have a full white background, it's going to look odd, 
Okay. So that's the first thing. And it, and it's a term. Service, it is. It is. <laughs> uh, yeah, it is. I mean, you have to have a pure white like background um, or it could get flagged, but I've seen a lot of images that aren't and they don't get flagged, but you know, that's Amazon too. Uh, so, you know, but, um, but your images are so, so very important because think about this guys. That's the first thing that people see as they're scanning, as they're scrolling, or if you're in, if you're, if your ad is showing up, that's the first thing that it's seen. You can't change out your images in your ad because that's, they're pulling from your listing. So remember that first thumbnail image is so, so important to a, get the attention, uh, you know, but, B, to, to really be able to draw them into where they're going to want to click it. Once they click it, now they're in the listing. Now we're, now we're looking at other aspects. Now we're looking at, you know, I mean, the title also is going to be indexed, but the title is also going to speak to what it is, right? Your bullet points are going to be benefits and features or features and benefits, however you want to do it. Like your first three should be the top because sometimes it goes into where it expands and it says, uh, you know, read more, more yeah, yeah. click to read more, have the first three to be the top. Um, you know, don't overly, uh, you know, stuff it with, uh, you know, just random stuff, make it clear of what they're getting. So these are just some very simple, basic optimization stuff, but your picture is so, so important. So look at that. And depending on when you're listening to this, you may have time to change that. If you see that your conversion is low, if it is try changing out that picture. Well, and that's, so, so to kind of recap it, going back to the two problems you may have traffic, right? If you're not getting enough people on the listing, one, make sure you're running PPC, make sure you're doing all those basic things. But if you're still not getting those people, people just aren't clicking through, right? You're seeing a lot of pay-per-click impressions, but not a lot of impressions on the listing. There's three things that people see. One is price. One is the main photo. And the other is the title, right? Those are the three things that you can play with. Mm -hmm. Image and title are probably going to be the thing that are the most Mm -hmm. important price. If you're way above or way below everybody else in your market, that may be something to look at, but usually it's that main image and the title and a mistake I see a lot of people making going back to the title, Scott, and this applies both on the conversions and on the traffic side is they're just stuffing a bunch of keywords in there to try to rank for it versus saying what the product actually is and using the keywords that makes sense. Yes. You may show up for a lot more things, but if you're selling a green t-shirt and you type in, uh, and this was the example I think that we used in the class hangout the other day, uh, 100% 100% cotton t-shirt, green, also blue, orange, pink, right. fuchsia, and right. uh, I almost said mango. That's not really a color. <laughs> well, I can see that. <laughs> whatever. It's early. Um, whatever, you know, whatever the other colors are, but you don't sell those colors. When somebody clicks into the listing, it doesn't make sense right. for them. I understand you want to rank for mango t-shirt, which I'm now going to use as an example. Um, but if you're not selling a mango t-shirt, then there's no point in doing that. And that actually hurts you in the long term because you're getting people to click through to the listing to get the thing. They then pogo stick back to the the search results page, which is a bad experience. Amazon knows that's a bad experience because the thing Amazon wants is somebody to click on the thing and buy the thing. If you're not giving that experience to customers, you're going to rank lower and lower and you're not going to come through. So create the title in a way that makes sense. When people get to the listing, it's not even the main image at that point. It's a lot of the supporting images. And this is something you and I talked about right? If I'm trying to sell a water bottle and no one has ever seen this water bottle or has drank from this water bottle or has walked into the store and considered this water bottle, then it's very difficult for them to understand what the experience of using this water bottle is like. And again, I'll go back to the television example, right? You know, my, my dad ended up buying a new TV on Amazon, but he went into Best Buy to look at it, right? 
because the pictures on Amazon didn't give him any idea of how big it was. Yes, it gave him the dimensions, but it didn't, they didn't have a lifestyle image of it in a room, right? Like on top of a TV stand and next to a dog, whatever it is that he needs for, um, right. what's the perspective, right. I guess, right. like, uh, you know, a dog inserted an image for scale, mm-hmm. right? Whatever it is. Um, and he wanted to kind of get that experience. In the Amazon ecosystem, we need to deliver that showroom experience to people, regardless of what Absolutely. the product is. Clothing is another good one. People can't try clothing on right. inside of the Amazon ecosystem, which is one of the reasons they bought Zappos. Clothing has a higher return rate, right? And they also have the fits as expected thing for clothing so that people can go, okay, if I buy a medium, 95% of people who bought this said it fit as expected. Here's kind of how it will hang on my body based on the lifestyle image, right? Here's what I can expect this to look like. I don't need to go to Kohl's and try it on. Right. Because I now understand what it will look like. If you just post a picture of a t-shirt on a mannequin, nobody's going to have any idea. Right. right. And so we need to get those lifestyle images in there if we can. And then like you said, Scott, the bullets and the actual copy right. will do the other part portion of the conversion from us. Now, obviously we can add some things in there like coupons, sure. uh, not promotional codes, but the Amazon coupons or the prime exclusive discounts that they just rolled out Delta boost that conversion rate once people are on the page, but we got to get the basics, right? Those photos, those bullets and those descriptions, we need to nail those first. And then anything we add on top of that to boost conversion, like a coupon or a prime exclusive discount, we'll just add jet fuel to that. Yeah. And we'll we'll talk about that here in a minute, uh, the coupons and and that aspect. Um, But yeah, optimization, I think we just covered that. Definitely make sure that you're looking at at your your listing um, or your listings and uh, making sure that, uh, you know, looking at your conversions, uh, how they are currently, and is there room to improve it? And do you need to improve it? Again, not you know, it's not always necessarily, uh, not necessary that you always have to tweak something. If your numbers are solid right now, don't touch it, right? Like leave it alone. Like, you know, I know we like to keep tweaking and playing with things, but just leave it alone. Um, so, all right, let's move on. So we're planning, we're going to look at our inventory, make sure that we got enough inventory. If we can order more, or if we can get access to more, if we have some in our own warehouse, we need to ship that in immediately. Like that's what we need to do. Okay. So inventory pretty big. All right. Optimization. That's another big one that you should be doing. So that way there, when the sales start to come in, you're going to get the full benefit from that. You're gonna have the better chance of converting once you start seeing that traffic. Let's talk now about some more ideas for generating buzz or generating traffic. All right. Now, the first one that I want to talk about is there's some things that we can use that are already built into Amazon. If that's what we're looking at. Then we're going to move over to external. But let's just say for right now, Chris, and you just brought up coupons. That's why I'm kind of starting there, all right, and lightning deals and all of that stuff, right? Let's kind of walk people through the different options and then where okay. where would the low-hanging fruit be for someone to just kind of start? So there's a bunch of different things that you can do. And if you're just talking in terms of discounts, yep. right, you have promotional codes, yep. which is what everybody is kind of familiar with. You have coupons. You now have prime exclusive discounts. Um, some people may not have that yet. Look in your account uh, and see if you have it. But it should be under the advertising section, I believe. I may be a liar. I'm going to look on the fly here. Um, but that is something that they are rolling out right now as a way to increase sales. Uh, I'm using air quotes for those of you guys who can't see us. Uh, <laughs> and the other thing would just be you know, the traditional discount or something like the lightning deal. Mm. Now, lightning deals used to be super effective. I'm going to start there because that's kind of what everybody thinks of when they think of Prime yeah. Day. Lightning deals used to be super effective, especially on Prime Day, like 2015, 2016, yeah. even Crazy. kind of into 2017. Yeah. If you could land a Prime Day lightning mm-hmm. deal, they worked great. Yeah. 
end of 2017, like if you didn't get an early lightning deal in 2017, 2018, whether it was Prime Day, Black Friday, Cyber Monday, for the most part, unless you have something that somebody is already thinking of for like a Black Friday, what I call like the, uh, the register end cap type of mm-hmm. product, right? Where like if they were going, you know, your pack of gum that you're going to pick up as you're standing there at the register, right? The thing that people see it, they're like, oh, it's 50% off. I definitely want that necessarily going to work for you. Um, and the fees associated with those up front have gone up and up and up and up. And I think for Prime Day this year, I haven't even looked, but I think it was like $500. Yeah, that's what I recall. Yeah. And so here's the deal with that, guys. You pay Amazon somewhere between $100 and $500, depending on when it's going to land and, and all of those things. I think even a standard uh, Lightning deal now is around 100 or 150 mm-hmm. You guys can correct us in the comments. Um, but, you know, so you're paying 150 bucks up front to then sell a discounted product potentially uh, at a price, a maximum price set by Amazon based on your last 30 or 60 days in sales. Um, And you have to guarantee, you know, a minimum amount of inventory that's available for that deal. That to me is not a a great deal when you consider the fact that, okay, let's say we sell a hundred units for paying $150. That's a dollar 50 plus the discount. The people then have to be there during the time of the lightning deal, which means we have to drive traffic because Amazon's not going to drive all that traffic for us. They can't possibly drive traffic to every lightning deal that's going on. So somebody still has to be searching for the thing. So we're paying $150 or $1.50 per unit mm-hmm. uh, if we're thinking we're going to sell 100 units yep. plus whatever the discount right. is to potentially sell those things. So at the very least, we are guaranteed to be out $1.50 per right. unit. Or 150 bucks. If we sell nothing, we're out 150. Not saying that we're getting the lightning deal for 150 bucks, right? Or five dollars, right? right? Five hundred dollars right. potentially, and and we could we could potentially goose egg on mm-hmm. that, right? Meaning we bring up a zero. Now, I don't think I've ever goose egged on a lightning deal. You generally sell a handful because if it was in somebody's cart previously, right. Amazon sends them an email and lets them know all of those kinds of things. What I would rather see people do um, is use promotional codes, coupons and the prime exclusive discounts that have just rolled out. Coupons have been working like gangbusters for us recently. Mm. Not promotional codes where you go and you set up the code, you do all that stuff, but a coupon where you actually create a coupon that shows up on the Amazon listing. I have hit our maximum budget for those on every coupon that I have run in the last two months. Um, it used to be that you know it would kind of drip out if you set up the coupon for a month, it would kind of drip through that budget a little bit like a PPC campaign. But I've noticed every coupon I've set up in the last two or three months across different brands has been blowing through their budget. And the way the budget on that works is they charge you every time somebody redeems the coupon. And then out of your overall budget that you set, they pull the discount off of that. So if you set a budget of $100, mm-hmm. right, and you're giving a 20% discount, every time you sell a unit, they take, and I'm trying to remember off the top of my head, I think it's 20 cents mm-hmm. plus that's right. 20 20% of whatever until you hit a hundred dollars, okay. right? So you're setting a fixed budget right. for it, but it will only run when people buy stuff. So you're not paying anything. If nobody buys anything, if nobody redeems your coupon, you're not paying anything, right. which is fantastic. But now, but now just so people understand, uh, this coupon is showing up on your listing. So it's another conversion Correct. mechanism in a sense. You still need the traffic there or you need the search traffic, the ranking, all of that stuff. But what that's doing is it's adding that little coupon tag there that shows up that shows people, oh, there's a coupon. I should use it. 
It's kind of like when you go and you go to Kohl's and you see that it shows regular price, sale price, and then you know you get to take 20% off and there might be another little sign next to it that says take 20% off today uh, or you know through Sunday or whatever. So you're like, oh, wow, it's regular price and there's sale price and then 20% off of that too. Wow, that's awesome. So it's again, it's just a conversion mechanism, um, but it's it's showing up. It's it's kind of like you wanted to to get the badge, right? Everyone wanted to get the badge back in the day, right? Bestseller, uh, you know. Now it's uh, you know Amazon's Choice, all that stuff. Well, you have your coupon there now, a little, and I believe, and they change it all the time, but it, I think it's got a little bit of a green hint around it too, so it's kind of like eye catching. Um, and again, in different different categories, things can be different. We've talked about certain things sometimes, and then all of a sudden it's different in another category. Um, but that's generally how I've seen them. Um, so, uh, definitely take advantage of the coupons if you haven't done so already, uh, because, uh, we have been seeing some really good results with that. Um, and it is different than the promotional code, the promotional code you're, you're generating. And then from there you're sharing it, you're giving it out, um, which also works well if you have the reach, if you have a list, if you have, right. uh, you know, maybe even a targeted Facebook, uh, you know, custom audience, like whatever, but you know, using the tool inside of Amazon, it's really just turning on the coupon and offering a coupon on your existing price. Now, Chris, let's talk really quickly on that though. Like price wise, do you think people should lower their price versus running a coupon or keep the price, run the coupon? Well, so that this is a discussion that we actually need to have uh, you and I, because now that they've also rolled out the prime member discounts, mm. right? So we can say, we only want to give a discount to people who have prime and the way that that works. Uh, and I, we haven't set one up yet because it just rolled into, to the account in the quote unquote new brand, the not so, right, right. uh, which is, I guess, two years old at this point. Um, but the way that that works is it works like the old strike through pricing. So they'll see the normal price and then they'll see the strike through price and it gives them, you know, say like member discount. Right. Uh, and then the price that they're getting, I would rather see people do that mm. rather than lower their mm. price. Um, people kind of tend to have the assumption that because it's a sales day that everything is on sales uh, on sale anyway. Right, right. Um, if you really want to move the the needle, you can. And if you see all your competitors massively dropping your price, their price, you may want to do it. But I think for us, I think we leave our prices the same, and then we'll run uh, promotional codes to our yeah. list. We'll run some prime member discounts just to see how that works. And we'll run some, mm-hmm. some coupons potentially so that people actually have to take advantage of it. And the thing that's kind of interesting is when you use coupons or promotional codes, a lot of people see it and don't take advantage of it because they just assume that it's auto applied right. or because they're too lazy to do it. Or in the case of, uh, of a lot of people, they just still want the product and they want, they want to take care of you. So they don't use right. it. Um, but for me, I would tend to leave the price the same and then use some of those other mechanisms to bring down the price. If you do want to lower your price, do not lower your regular price on the product. Mm. Adjust the sales right. price in the back end. That is the section that has the date banding is what it's mm. called. So you set a start date and an end date for that sales price. The reason that I say that is when you adjust that regular price, you adjust that down $15 or 15%. When you then go raise that back up, some people have run into some issues where they fall out of the buy box because Amazon sees that the price has magically increased 15%. They're trying to protect their customers, right? Not realizing that, you know, it's just you changing the price. The sales price feature is there for exactly that reason. 
use the sales price if you're going to adjust the, the price that you want people to actually pay. And you want it to go back, you know, let's say Prime Day is July 15th. If you want it to go back to your normal price on the 16th, don't adjust the, the regular price. Set a sale for the 15th and have it expire the 16th. And at midnight on the 15th, it'll just roll back to the regular price. You won't fall out of the buy box. You won't have any of those issues. Um, but I think for most people, I would rather have them uh, use a coupon, uh, the Prime uh, discount, mm. Prime member discount, or a promotional code of some yeah. sort. Cool. All right. So the promotional code, that's going to lead us into also the uh, list uh, building efforts that we've done this far. And uh, email is one of the, the main drivers for us that we like to to kind of share. And But it, I mean, it, it will work with any type of list that you've built, right? If you've built attention up on a subscriber base on YouTube, use that. If you've built one up on Instagram, use that. Messenger, use that, whatever. Um, it, it's going to work very similar. But the email is a really great way of doing it. We can also see opens and clicks and all that stuff. Um, and we can send on opens. And that's generally what we do. But when you're doing this now for a lot for around Prime Day, what I would suggest doing is prepping people, getting people ready, reminding them that Prime Day is coming and that you're going to have some exclusive offers, but they need to be here. They need to be in their inbox. And you want to remind them of that. All right. So you, that's one of the big mistakes I see a lot of people making is they're, they're not, they're just, they're just announcing the, the deal that day, right? They don't give them the lead up. People are busy. You just think that you send an email and people magically just see it and they're like, oh yeah, there it is. It could take them a day or two or three before they actually open their email and see your, your email that you've sent them. So you always want to prep the sale and get people ready for the sale. The second part of that is after you've done that, then you need to email them about the sale, right? So email them. And then what we want to do here, because this is a 24 hour window. Generally, if we do this over a launch, we might do it for three days, five days. We've done it as much as 10 or 12 days. Um, But you want to stagger that. But you also want to send out that one email that says, hey, just want to let you know the sale starts today. Go grab it. The second one there would be the next day, or in this case, it would be maybe six hours later. It'd be like, hey, just want to remind you, I sent you an email this morning. I know how busy you get, but Prime Days, it's it's here, you know, and then you give them that reminder. And then the last one would be like four hours, three, four hours before it ends to remind them that it's ending. And that's it. Like, that's what we call our three email profit push. In this case, it would be four emails because technically we're going to send that pre-email. So there's different ways you can do it, but that right there, you have to have a start and a stop. And that's why Prime Day works so well too, because people get in the mindset that I got to get there. I got to take advantage of this offer or it's going away tomorrow. It's just the way that we're built. Like we all do it. Um, anything else you want to add to that, Chris? I think, yeah. And the only thing, um, and this came out of like traffic and profits that we were in recently. If you guys have a home base, if you've built your home base, you have a blog even if you don't have an email list or a messenger list or something like that, you can use that blog, that home base to take advantage of Prime Day in a really interesting way. Um, and even if you only have one product that you're putting on sale for Prime Day, you can use this strategy in something like the three email profit push. And it's what I'm calling like the, the product roundup, mm-hmm. right? So you can go out and you can find the best deals in your industry, right? Uh, so the best bass fishing deals for Prime mm-hmm. Day. You can find four or five of those. You write a sentence or two about each one and why it's a good deal, why you like the product. You post that as a blog post. And then you go to your bass fishing groups on Facebook. You go to wherever those are and say, hey, guys, I put together a list of, you know, in case you didn't know it's Prime Day, I put together a list of them. Go check them out. 
one, you're going to use your Amazon Associates link and, and get a little bit of interesting uh, revenue that way. But two, that then lets you promote without promoting, right, into, into those kind of groups and take advantage of other people's lists yes. without you having to have your own list. Right. Obviously, if you have your own list, you're going to push the same thing to them. So what we might do using that example, Scott, would be we would send out, you know, uh, like a regular kind. Let's say Prime Day is Friday, just because I like using weekends as examples. Um, Wednesday, we're going to send out a regular content email. Hey, we created um, this new guide on bass fishing. Go check it out. P.S. Prime Day is Friday. If you guys didn't already know, we're going to be running some really cool deals. Make sure you check your inbox on Friday. Friday morning, maybe 6 a.m. Pacific, 9 a.m. Eastern. We're going to send an email that says, hey, guys, it's Prime Day. Here's what we're doing. This is on sale for X. This is on sale for Y. It expires at 11.59, 59. Go check it out, mm -hmm. right? A couple hours later, that's when we're going to send a second email and it's not going to be a salesy email. It's going to be, Hey, I found these cool deals for prime day. Go check them out. If you're interested in anything related to bass fishing, you're going to want to check this out. They're going to click, they're going to look at the blog article and they're going to look at one. Obviously our stuff is going to be there, but the other stuff from the industry that isn't a direct competitor to us is going to be there as well. So that people can take advantage of that. They can buy the thing they want. We can give them value. And the next side benefit of that is if we're using Amazon Associates links to Amazon, we get a cut of not just those sales, but if, when they throw a TV into their cart or they throw a computer into mm -hmm. their cart because it's on sale for Prime Day, we get to take advantage of that as well. And then, you know, 9 p.m. Eastern, you know, three hours before we're going to turn it down, maybe 9 p.m. Pacific because Amazon runs on Pacific time. We're going to send that email out and say, hey, there's a, a handful of hours left. Make sure you go get your stuff. If you missed the email this morning, this is on sale for X. This is on sale for Y. Do you have any questions? Hit reply and let me know and I'll get back to you as soon as I can. Yeah. Right. That's huge. That's all it is. And so you can, you could take advantage of it with the list or without the list, but you can kind of see how if you're using that home base, you can leverage even more if you have that list because you're not only going after those groups, but you're driving your own people and giving them value so that you're not over emailing. And that's the concern that a lot of people have whether it's Facebook Messenger or emails or whatever, that they're going to be overly using that list. And yes, if we sent three emails every day, mm. um, most industries, that would be entirely too much. There are some people who like, can get away with sending an email every hour, right? right? Um, but generally, if we send that you know, once every few weeks, right. uh, a sequence like that, it's going to be okay because we're getting value in the middle, right? We're saying, hey, go check this thing out. Yeah. It's, it's no different than any other email sequence. We're just kind of condensing it down into those. Groups. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's really good. And uh, you know, guys, listen, I mean, when you're, when you're listening to this, I mean, these are different assets that you're building over time that we've been building over time and that we've been really trying to drill into everyone that's listening to start building these. Cause this is when they really come in handy. Uh, there's another, another thing that you can do as well. And if you have any type of traffic coming to your home base, your blog, your website, like we have right now over 200,000 impressions coming uh, over a hundred thousand uniques coming there per month. Well, let's say for example, we got 10,000 people, uh, for this particular day showing up, or maybe there's more that day. We could put a banner ad up in front of these people. Like literally with a few clicks, we can create hello bar. We can use that, or we can just use whatever, whatever, uh, you know, platform you're using lead pages, I believe has one too. So you just put up, you're just going to put up some type of banner. It could be a pop-in. It could be a sidebar, whatever, something to grab their attention that says, Hey, prime days today. Here's take advantage of our specials. Click here. And literally you can take advantage of that traffic that's coming there. But I love what you said, Chris, because we've been talking a lot about like how to take advantage of your products. But what a great way to take advantage of other people's products, 
right? You could take OPP. Yeah, you could you could do a full roundup of products that are in your industry that you're not selling right now and you might not ever sell. But then you can drive people there, traffic there, and then from there anyone that has uh anything in their shopping cart, you're going to get you're going to be able to take advantage of and most people are going to be checking out on Prime Day because they want to take advantage of the deal before it goes away. So what Chris said, you know, if they went over there because they're going to get a new fishing uh, rod and, and it was yours, but then they also had a TV in there for $900, you're getting credit for that as well as far as an affiliate. So something to think about. That's also a little side benefit of this and how you can really, really, uh, you know, dominate um, Prime Day, not even with just your products. So another little thing there. And that's, that's something I know we'll get asked about if we don't bring up. And it just, it just popped into my head is like, well, what about Facebook ads? What about all these other things? We need to remember, like, if we're running a Facebook ad directly to a product that's still massively interruption marketing, people who are on Facebook are there looking at cat videos. But if we have that piece of content, like the one that you and I just talked about, Hey, it's prime day, check out the 10 best deals in the fly fishing industry. And we run that as an ad and drive people over to the blog. Yes we're not going to 100% be able to track all of the revenue that comes from that. But there's a much higher potential that somebody's going to be able to click on that, join our audience, and then click through to Amazon than if we're just trying to get them to buy our Mm -hmm. thing, right? So we're actually giving value to the audience through an ad from that perspective versus just trying to run an ad to a a conversion inside the Amazon ecosystem. Um, So for me, I would be focusing on creating that content to send out Mm -hmm. to the list, uh, whether it's your own list or lists in the industry, and then go from there. Obviously, if you don't have an email list or a Facebook messenger list, it's really hard to do a three email profit push or a three message profit push, right? Cause you don't have those people, but that doesn't mean that you can't take advantage of the day by taking 15 minutes and putting together, you know, a best deals in my industry type of a thing, putting it in some of those groups that'll, that'll let you post it that are relevant to your industry, sending it out, you know, even via email to people that, you know, um, are, will be interested in it and see if they'll share it. Um, some of those kinds of things, more of the, uh, the organic growth hacking quote unquote yeah. stuff, if you will. Um, and that's, that's kind of the power of that stuff. And that's why we like it. Because even without the other stuff, if you create that piece of content, that's then an asset that you can use for that day to bring a whole bunch of people into the ecosystem and potentially have them buy your product without ever having to say, hey, go buy my stuff, right? You're going to post it in a group of 50,000 bass fishermen. A whole bunch of them are going to click through and comment and potentially post other deals in that thread that you can then add to that article if that's something that you want to do. Mm-hmm. And they're going to land on your website. You have the potential to get them on your list in the future and they're potentially a buyer for you and it costs you zero dollars. Yeah. A couple things I want to say there before we wrap up. So, okay. Building a list. If you're listening, you're like, I haven't started. I need to do this. I've been wanting to do this. I've been hearing you talk about it. Um, here's a free resource for you. Theamazingseller.com forward slash build list. That'll take you there. Chris and I did a full workshop on that. Totally free. Um, there are some tools in there that we recommend, one of them being ConvertKit. And yes, we are an affiliate for those products. But regardless if you use any of those tools, what we're sharing with you and showing you how to do is how to build a list and, and an email list in particular. So definitely check that out, theamazingseller.com forward slash build list. The other thing is if you've already built a list, whether it's going through our training or not, and you have not emailed that list, email the list today. Start right now. warming the list up. All right. And that's one big mistake we see a lot of people making. We see it, you know, with, with people that have went through our training. We have people that are in our inner circle, the same thing, right? It's like, I've got a list. I haven't emailed them in five weeks. It's like, email them. 
Okay, just email them, especially when you're going to be emailing them a little bit more frequently. You want to get them warmed and you also want to get them used to it. And again, do it by offering content. Or if you don't know what to say, ask them a question. And that could be still interested in bass fishing question mark. And then in the email, you're like, hey, I just wanted to drop in. I haven't heard or, or you haven't heard from me in a while because I've been out, you know, busy catching, you know, uh, a ton of more, you know, a ton of bass fish or whatever. Um, I'd really love to know, And you know, are you still uh, are you still, uh, you know, trying or are you still trying uh, out your techniques or my techniques or what, whatever you want to make? I mean, I'm just thinking this on the fly. You just want to send them something, ask a question and then tell them a little bit about maybe why you haven't responded. You've been busy doing X, Y and Z, whatever, and then just ask them to reply. That's it. That will warm up the list. It'll also show, it'll also allow you to see how responsive the list is by how many people actually open the email. All right. I, I love that strategy because people, Scott, always ask, you know, what do I send people in Anything. my response after I flip, after I flip the desk and the chair yeah. and uh, <laughs> try not to get angry at them because it's not your fault. It's not just you. Fortune 500 companies have the same exact issue, right? Um, where they go, well, we don't want anyone to unsubscribe. Right. Send them literally anything, but engagement and treating them like human beings yeah. uh, tends to work. It's weird, right? Yeah. Like it's almost like the people that you're emailing are also people. Yes, they are. Um, they have a heartbeat. And so if you can ask them a question, <laughs> most of them at least, um, <laughs> <It's true. laughs> you, if you ask them a question and get them to engage, that sends all kinds of positive signals to you know whoever you're using, ConvertKit, whoever. That's great. That's not why we're doing it. We're doing it so that they get used to open the emails. We're doing it to give them value. So if you haven't sent them anything in a while, and we'll go back to the bass fishing example because we're prone to, hey guys, this is Chris from catchbiggerfish.com. <laughs> Sorry, I've been gone recently. Uh, I've been out on the lake a lot. The weather's getting warmer. It's fantastic here in Nevada. And I just wanted to know, you know, I was sitting around talking to some of my friends last night. I just wanted to know what your best fish story is. I love hearing fish stories. Do you mind hitting a reply and telling me yours, Right. I promise I won't, uh, I won't laugh and, and tell you it was much smaller or something like that, right? Like, tell me your best fish tale. Hit reply and let me know. And you'll get 10, 20, 30% of your list to reply. It's amazing what happens when you ask a question like that because it feels like it's coming from a friend. Mm. You have to genuinely be interested in their response. And if they email you, actually take 10 seconds and email them 100%. back. Um, <laughs> and then they know there's a real person at the other end of that. They then go out and they tell all their friends, hey, Chris answers every email I send to him. This is really cool. If you have a fishing problem, that, that sounds like a support group. Uh, if you have a question about bass fishing, let's phrase it that way. Um, bass fishers anonymous. Uh, then you, you need to go to catchmorebass.com or catchmorefish.com, whatever website I just made up two minutes ago. Catch um, bigger fish. And check, check catch bigger fish. We should buy it. I already looked. It's not available. Uh, oh, I, I literally did I on the Troy. fly here. <laughs> Uh, this is why we shouldn't be allowed in public. Yes. Um, and this is why we have babysitters on our team that like stop us from doing random projects. Uh, Angel. Uh, yeah. And, you know, go to this website, catchbiggerfish.com. If you have any questions about catching bigger fish, because they're awesome. They provide really cool content. And oh, by the way, when you share the, your fish story with them, um, you might get featured on their social or wherever it is. Right. So just reach out. Whatever question is relevant to your audience. Obviously, if you sell t-shirts asking them their fish tail probably isn't relevant um you know why do you love t-shirts or what's the weirdest thing you've ever done with a t-shirt or what's the oldest t-shirt that you have right mm -hmm. i'm sure scott you probably have some t-shirts from the 80s still like a docking t-shirt oh, yeah. or something like that oh, yeah. um you might not wear them because lisa won't yeah. let you because there's holes in right. them but you have it and it's something that's relevant to right. you hey what's the story behind the oldest t-shirt that you have mm -hmm. 
hit reply and let me know. And you'll get 10, 20, 50 people to reply mm-hmm. to you. Even on a list of like a thousand people, it's amazing yeah. how people interact with that stuff. And that will reignite that list so that on Prime Day, you can then say, hey guys, I just want to let you know, here's what's going on, blah, 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 blah. And, and walk, walk through that three email profit push that we talked about. And you will generate some sales from that. All right, man. I think that's it. I think we just uh, we just dove really deep into a lot of different areas here. We went a little off course, but we kind of came back, which is always good. Do you want to do a little recap there, Chris? That happens. <laughs> yeah, that's that's what I was gonna say. Uh, I think you could tell by my hands. Yes. It's like yes. I'm like you know what? Nobody nobody can see what I'm doing, but I'm making bullet points in the air. Yes. Um, you want to? Which is not very. Do you want to go ahead and give those bullet points because you're so good at it? <laughs> If I remember everything that we talked about, because you and I were on chatting for about an hour yes. before we uh, decided to record this podcast. So step number one, make sure that you're optimizing what you already have. This is something you should be doing anyway, but it's something that a lot of people miss. And we were talking to uh, somebody over at Seller Summit. Um, I forget what his name is. He and his brother were podcast listeners. They have an agency that actually does the Amazon stuff. Do you remember his name? Um, hmm. I don't off the top of my it's, head. It's sneaking out of my head, but they have, you know, they have a whole agency that, that goes in and looks at people's stuff, you know, kind of based on what we talk about on the podcast, hmm. right? And <laughs> he basically said, nobody actually goes in and, and like optimizes their listing. They all know that they should, but nobody hmm. does. So we can like create miracles for people by doing the basic stuff that they should be doing and really boost their sales. So make sure you're going back. You're looking at where your problem is. Do you have a conversion problem or do you have a traffic problem or do you have both? Hmm. Right. And then walk through those steps. How do we make the images better? How do we make the title better? How do we make the the copy on the listing better? Once we've done that, set out that strategy for what you actually want to do on Prime Day. My suggestion is to take advantage of something like coupons and potentially the Prime member discounts rather than totally dropping your price. And if you want to set up a special promo just for your list, use a promo code for that. that. That's what you got. That's it. Well, and then, you know, obviously if you have your list, the ah, three email profit push to your list for. that we talked about. And even if you don't have a list, if you've built your home base, if you haven't, you still have time to do that. It should take you a day or two at most. Um, if you're actually sitting down and, and dedicating the time to do that, create that home base, drive people to that home base with a, you know, a roundup style article of best prime day deals in whatever my niche is and take advantage of that. You can use that with your list if you have one, or you can use that with other people's lists. Uh, on Prime Day or even leading up to Prime Day. If it's on the 15th, you might be able to do that on the 14th because most people are going to have the big deals in their niches announced. There's already a whole bunch that have been leaked. Mm. So you can take advantage of that and go from yeah. there. Yeah, I, I was just, I was, I was hoping you'd, you'd uh, kind of come back to the, the, the email list because that is a big one if you have that, that resource. The other thing that we didn't talk about that we should probably, let's, let's just do it really quickly, is pay-per-click. What should people be doing during this time with pay-per-clicks? I get, we get this question a lot. Should I turn it off? Should I stop? Uh, or should I, you know, just pause everything? Should I, you know, raise my price? Should I lower my price? Really quick, Chris. I mean, and I know you and I have the same, you know, thoughts on this, but just kind of let people know where, where you're at with that. I would just kind of let it fly. Um, we used to be of the opinion that you turn it up, that you do a lot of this stuff. And because of the amount of traffic that comes on Prime Day, there's a lot of lookers mm. and there's also a lot of buyers. The problem with ramping up your PPC budget massively is you're potentially spending it on a lot of lookers. Mm. If you're going to ramp up your PPC, make sure it's on you know your exact campaigns or whatever your keywords are that are converting really well for you. Um, because your conversion rate from PPC is likely going to go down on Prime mm. Day. 
because people are looking for the deal. So they're going to click on the ad. They're going to go, is this the best deal that I can find? They're going to click off and then maybe they come back versus looking for the thing that meets their actual need. Does that yeah. make sense? Like most days people are looking for the best fit. Prime Day, Black Friday, Cyber Monday, they're looking for the best deal. And so unless you are obviously the best deal, you're generally going to see a lower than normal conversion rate. Right. So I, I'm not a huge fan of spending hundreds of dollars on pay-per-click right. uh, if, you, if you're not doing that normally. Obviously, if you're spending $1,000 a day and you leave it there, you're still going to spend $1,000 that right. day. You're just going to spend it a little faster. faster. Yeah. Um, and you know the other thing you have to keep in mind, if you're running any other discounts, you have to add that on top of your ACOS right, to, to figure out what your actual margin is for, for those days. So for us, I think we're probably just going to leave it the same. Maybe we'll raise our budgets slightly, mm-hmm. like 10 15% just to take advantage of a little bit more traffic, but we're going to be using our own traffic um, and the organic traffic that we know we're going to get from the increased search volume and our placement in organic search to, to drive most of what we're yeah. doing. And I would just say this too, depending on what you have as far as assets, right? If you don't have the email list, right? If you don't have any other way to drive traffic, then yes, you might want to ramp that up a little bit more. But if you do have the other assets, I'd lean on the other assets and let that just kind of fly. But like Chris said, if you see that you have, you know, you have campaigns that are really, really like, you know, high in conversions and they've been doing well, then yeah, sure. Start with those, raise those, but you are going to spend it a lot faster. And like Chris said, you got a lot of people clicking that day. Doesn't mean that they're buying. Um, So again, you got to be careful. Every situation is going to be different. There's not like a one size fits all here. Um, But again, it kind of comes down to what do you have available at your disposal for resources to, uh, to allow you to ramp things up. So hopefully this episode has helped you. It went a little longer than I thought, but I knew it would happen because Chris and I like to talk. Uh, and we like to dive into these different areas. We have, we have bass fishing problems. Yes, we do. And I did look for that, that domain. It is not available. Catchbiggerfish.com. Darn, I was going to grab that. Uh, all right. So, uh, let's wrap this up guys. Uh, episode 689. If you want to grab the show notes, theamazingseller.com forward slash 689. The other thing I want to remind you guys is a lot of what we talked about today, as far as like list building and traffic and getting attention and conversions and all of that stuff, optimizing That's something we're going to be doing in person in September, and that is at Brand Accelerator Live. If you have not grabbed your ticket yet, you're going to want to do this. It's going to be awesome. And Chris, what's it going to be? There it is. And I'm going to give myself a little shameless plug here because we were talking about emails and we were talking about what to say to people. And, you know, completely and utterly without shame, I'm going to say that when you come in September, not if you come, but when you come in September, you're going to get to hear me diving into a lot of exactly what you need to yeah. do, right? Of how to communicate with your audience, whether that's through email or Facebook Messenger or any of those kinds of things, how you can get your audience to know you better, to like you more, and to trust you enough to actually buy the stuff that you recommend. We're going to lay out the whole framework for you there. Um, it's actually a lot easier than you think it is, but when you see it, you'll understand it. It's really hard to explain, you know, via audio only, but we're going to be diving into that. And there's going to be a whole bunch more. Um, We spent like two full days, almost three full days, planning out a lot of the little details, figuring out exactly who we need to bring in from a speaker standpoint to walk you from A to Z for everything that you need to know, including the audience development stuff, which I know is where a lot of people get stuck, which is one of the reasons we included Mm -hmm. it in the curriculum for Brand Accelerator Live. So brandacceleratorlive.com, or you can go to B-A-L- 
tickets.com. Either one will take you to the same place, whichever you feel is easier to enter into your phone or your uh, your computer. So uh, that again is brandaccelerator.live.com or baltickets.com. Uh, we would really love you to be there. Like Chris said, it's going to be awesome. And there is going to be a lot of focus on these areas that we just talked about here today. One of those is optimizing your current stuff because why not? It's low hanging fruit. So why not? And we've got some uh, expert speakers that are going to be uh, speaking on that as well. The other thing I just want to wrap up with is that like when you're at one of these live events, you get to hang out with people like Chris and get to ask questions like directly. That's the cool thing. I don't know if that's a benefit. Oh, it it is. is, (laughs) And if you get a minute to rub elbows with Chris uh, and, and really pick his brain, I would do that in a heartbeat. Um, and I get, you know, I'm, I'm kind of fortunate. I get to do that on a regular basis. So, um, but yeah, guys, we are going to be ex- accessible. There's all the speakers are going to be there. They're going to be mingling. They're going to be attendees as well. So this is going to be, uh, just a, a really, really powerful event. So I can't say enough about it. I'm pumped if you guys couldn't tell. So brandaccelerator.live.com, go grab your ticket. All right, Chris, let's wrap this up. Let's do it the, the, the usual way. Guys, remember, as always, I'm here for you, I believe in you, and I'm rooting for you. But you have to, you have to. Come on, say it with me, say it loud, say it proud. Chris is going to say it on the count of three. One, two, three, take, take action. Action. And it's still a delay, but we're going to go with it. Guys, have an awesome, amazing day, and we'll see you right back here on the next episode.